Hey everyone, welcome to This Guy's Sick. I am Sam Valentine and today I'm by myself. I just got back from holiday. I had a nice little trip for about four or five days. Uh, I just needed to leave this little island we're on. I went to another little island. Covid travel is not fun. Mask mandates are fucking stupid and this doesn't make me an anti-masker. But if you are going to let me queue up with people not wearing a mask, get into the airport not wearing a mask, sit in the airport lounge not wearing a mask, Going and ordering food, eating, drinking, not wearing a mask while I'm waiting to board my plane with everyone else who's going to board the same plane and then get on the plane and tell us we'll have to wear masks. Something is very broken. I've been around them already. What is the mask doing now for the 20 minute plane ride that I'm on? Because that's all it is to get to Jersey from Guernsey's like a 20 minute plane ride. So for 20 minutes I've got to wear a mask but for the hour I'm in the lounge with these people I haven't had to ridiculous i'll get into that another time but while i was away i went to see black widow which is what this episode is about i went to the cinema to see it rather than see it on disney plus the cinema had about five other people in it it was fantastic lots of people were scared to go to the cinema there were no queues for any of the movies fast nine was on quiet place two was another one that was on there was no one there wasn't i mean i think there may have only been two people in that showing at all went in for black widow and before i get started on the movie i was going to talk about black widow as a character from the comics now i'm not the biggest black widow fan i like her character in terms of what it represents but i've never really read much of the comics i know she was a huge villain in early iron man uh, i think she appeared in uh, tales of suspense alongside the uh, dynamo the red dynamo or crimson dynamo she was a soviet spy and she had short black hair at the time as well, if I remember correctly. And then later on, she became her own character, defected to S.H.I.E.L.D., left the Soviets. And that's when we see the red-haired, leather-clad Black Widow suit character that we know now, know today, and know from the MCU. She was also trained. I know this was, this was a later retcon. She was part of this program called the Red Room. She had the Super Soldier Serum. So she actually had super abilities, superpowers, whereas in the MCU, she doesn't. She's just a human, but she has superpowers. And then later it was retconned that she was trained by Bucky Barnes who was the Winter Soldier and he was on loan from Hydra to the Soviets for some unknown reason and he helped train her but the two of them fell in love with each other. But due to mind control neither of them have a memory of their love for each other. Now none of that plays into the MCU I'm just giving you a quick overview of her character. Now, the Black Widow program that she was involved in is where they took women and they removed their uh, sexual organs inside so they could no longer bear children and set them out on the world as assassins for the Soviet Union, highly trained, highly skilled, some with super soldier serum. I'm not sure if they all did. I know she does. And basically, they would kill people and assassinate people for the Soviet Union. This is all stuff that is in the comics. Um, and with Black Widow especially, she is quite old. She was born in the 20s because of the serum. She doesn't age. Again, none of that is really linked to the MCU, but just an overview of what that program was. Now, full spoiler warning here. You've got four minutes in. If you haven't seen Black Widow 
and you want to here's your spoiler warning if you don't care we'll listen to this you might save yourself some time or i might inspire you to go see the film i don't know how this review is going to go so the movie opens with a flashback and the flashback is actually what i have the most issue with this flashback is like it's natasha and her sister as little girls and they are with their parents then suddenly the dad comes rushing home we gotta leave now we gotta get out of here as they leave they're chased by law enforcement you get to see that the dad has super soldier powers because he throws like this massive metal thing at the police car and he runs and jumps on the plane as they escape and they they go to cuba where they meet uh, ray winstone's character you can still tell that he's a, a brit with a london accent though even through the russian accent that he's trying to put on weird choice of a character he's a fantastic actor ray winston absolutely phenomenal actor not so good at doing a russian voice it's like me doing a russian voice i'm not sure i could pull off a russian accent i think i don't sound quite right as a russian actually no mine's better than his was in the movie i would say that that was actually better than ray winston's russian accent anyway the the movie that part of the film ends they take they take the sisters away because they're going to be part of the black widow program and that's that's it that's the the opening to the movie it's not great we then move on to black widow she's she's on the run uh she's she's escaping the americans who are hunting her down this is set after civil war so she's basically classed as a terrorist and she's got this this friend who's a bit of a soy new male, to be honest. I will say that um, he is in... He's in The Handsmaid's Tale. He's he's the husband of the woman in Handsmaid's Tale who's been taken away, and he's in Canada waiting for her to return. He's not a bad actor, and I actually quite liked his character, even though he kept falling asleep, and he was kind of like, kind of fancies Black Widow, and it doesn't go anywhere type deal, because obviously he has to be a little bit weak or whatever in a female empowerment movie but i'll get into that too because i think i think there's a lot of misconceptions on what the female empowerment in this film are it's not as bad as the i, I guess what you call them the right-wing talking heads online are saying about the film it's not as bad as they make out anyway she's on the run and during this time period her sister is also assassinating people as part of the red room somewhere a serum has been released that can free the widows from the power on the red room so it's like a, a, a vial of dust and it blows up in their face they breathe it in and suddenly they're no longer brainwashed the sister fights another woman she frees her with the brainwashed potion the sister takes the brainwashed potion and runs away she then sends it to black widow and black widow goes oh what's this shit it's rubbish i don't need any of this the taskmaster oh jesus christ that is something that sucks in this film taskmaster sucks in this movie but taskmaster looking like a bad power ranger he looks like magna defender without the horns comes to track down the vile fights black widow black widow escapes she realizes that the taskmaster is actually after the vials and not after her so black widow then escapes goes back to her old flat old place where this vial came from meets up with the sister they go back and forth a little bit they get attacked again they escape they run away and then it basically it goes on this pathway of like gets attacked run away gets attacked run away it's got a very bourne-esque feel these chases through european city stuff very bond like very born like kind of old school i don't mind it again people saying oh this is trite and it's shit and it's like i haven't seen I haven't seen that kind of car chase, um, European city car chase thing 
myself, I haven't seen that in a movie for a long time. Now, I don't watch the fast films. I know they're car-orientated, so maybe they have them in there. But from what I see, they don't do that style. But, you know, the Italian job style car chases is actually something I quite like. And they do a bit of that, and they escape. Then they bond a little bit, and they realize they need to track down their dad, who will know where the Red Room is, because they're going to end it all. They're going to bring it all down. So they go and track him down. He's in prison. Now, he is the um, Crimson Dynamo, as I mentioned earlier, but he's called the Red Guardian in this. They get him out of prison, and they go then to see the mother, and the mother's the one who invented the serum, and all team up, basically, go to the Red Room, bring the Red Room down, kill everyone in the Red Room that's bad, save all the widows, and escape. And that's essentially the film. So now I'm going to address what I didn't like about the movie, starting at the beginning and going towards the end. So the first thing that struck me about the movie was the opening scene. As I mentioned, you know, they run away. During this scene, there's these moments where the two sisters, Yenova, Yelova, I think the name of the sister is, and Natasha, one's younger, Natasha's the older one. She's got blue hair for some reason in the 90s, 1995, she's got blue hair. I don't remember seeing many blue-haired children in 1995 myself, and I should remember 1995 quite well because I was 11, so I was a similar age to these characters. don't remember many blue-haired kids. That whole opening bit felt very flat. It was just about the mum teaching the girls a lesson of sometimes you hurt yourself or you get back up. Uh, we've heard this a million times. In fact, it's very, very reminiscent of what they did in Captain Marvel, where it's, you can't do it, you can't do it. But it's the opposite to you can't do it, it's you can do it. So a little bit more positive than Captain Marvel, not as preachy as Captain Marvel. That whole bit, a bit of a flat opening. I wanted to be wowed from the start of this movie, and I wasn't, right? Normally, Marvel films will give us something to bite into at the beginning. All this did was set up a few things that come later down the line. The next thing I had an issue with was the CGI. This film does not have the budget of a normal Marvel movie. I mean, it was cancelled three times, so that is, you know, that's testament to exactly how they must have thought about this film. But it does not have the budget, unfortunately. And there are moments where the CGI looks like it's about 20 years old. And that's a shame because... You know, CGI isn't the be-on end-all for me. It doesn't ruin a movie. But the CGI kind of let this film down. The next thing in it was Taskmaster. It is not the character you know from the comics. It is a new character. As I said, it doesn't even look the same. It looks like a bad Power Ranger. It is one of the weakest parts of the film. It kind of walks like the Terminator, walks through fire, ignores pain doesn't seem to to slow down that's not who the taskmaster is the taskmaster is like a mimic and will mirror his opponent sometimes the opponents get the better of him but the next time taskmaster faces them he now knows them all he has to do is fight them once and he knows them in this film taskmaster has a computer chip in in his head and taskmaster has been programmed with footage of the avengers to be able to copy people and that's how it is also taskmaster is no longer a man taskmaster is a woman in the past black widow attempted to kill ray winston used the daughter as bait both died in the accident well neither died turns out no neither of them died not that we care again this is all the retconning shit that they didn't need to do in the film and now this girl with a burnt face is taskmaster instead 
essentially what they did to Taskmaster in this film is exactly what they did to Deadpool in Wolverine Origins. They took a character and they fucked it up. So Taskmaster was the weakest part of the film. Uh, Ray Winston's accent was terrible, as I've already mentioned. That was bad. And that's about it for me. That's about it for me for being bad. Now, online, I'm seeing a lot of this stuff about female empowerment. A lot of this stuff about it being a feminist movie. A lot of this stuff about it being woke and diverse. And that simply isn't true. You will listen to reviewers, even ones I like, even ones I follow, even people I've reached out to to try and get on a future episode of this for an interview, even content creators I admire and enjoy their work have been saying this weird, it's woke, it's diverse, it's ridiculous. And I'm not, that's not true. It's simply not true. The only line in the entire movie about female empowerment comes from Ray Winston, who says at the end, at the very end of the film, there's one commodity in the world that we have too much of and will never go away, and that's young girls. So that's the line, right? And then she fights back against him after saying this line. He's a piece of shit, and he's an evil bastard. Now, a lot of people are going, again, oh, typical feminist shit, the man is the evil villain, the other men in the film are shit, they're not so good. Um, they, you know, there's a lot of complaints around that. And I'm like, but what would you would you say that if it was Magneto? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, of course, Marvel's done the X Men. Of course, it's an evil white bloke as the villain. Like, because he is a Doctor Doom. Oh, fucking hell, not another evil white man villain. But this is this is canonical to the comics. There are like Sabretooth. Oh, Sabretooth. Well, not another evil white man villain. Fucking Sabretooth is. I can't stand, I can't stand, Venom, not another evil white man villain, oh no, Loki, not another evil white man villain, Jesus, this is too much, we're doing it, oh, Rhino, yeah, loads of evil white men, oh no, how dare they present evil white men as villains, well, they're evil white men in the fucking comics too, you know, some of the biggest Marvel villains that aren't aliens are evil white men, now, that doesn't mean that back in the day they had this new new age woke agenda, because they didn't. They were just telling a story. And I think people get I think people miss the point. They want to attack wokeness because wokeness is a fucking plague, and I will admit that, but they're looking for it in the wrong area. They're looking at they're looking at it where it doesn't exist in this film. Another criticism I saw were that all these girls are locked up in some Soviet Russian Red Room program. Why are there black ones? Why are there Indian ones? Why are there Asian ones? And again, I'm like, well, they take orphans. So they take orphans from anywhere in the world. The other thing as well, these aren't just people they deploy in America. They deploy the widow program. They deploy these agents everywhere, everywhere around the world, from the Middle East to Asia to Africa, they're in play everywhere. So guess what you're going to need? You can't just send white chicks to fucking the Middle East and to Africa. People would notice, oh, well, who's the spy? Well, they're whitey over there. That's the spy. The red-headed white girl is clearly the fucking spy in Zimbabwe. Like, the black girl on the other hand blends in. Ridiculous thing to get fucking caught up in. The anti-woke mob sometimes are as bad as the woke mob when it comes to fucking screaming about something. Woke people want to put wokeness in everything. The anti-woke mob 
They want to fucking see wokeness and everything so they can complain about it. They're looking for wokeness and they're inventing their own fucking wokeness for movies that don't have it. And this movie isn't that fucking woke. It just simply isn't. Now, there is some criticism that the men are handled poorly because Ray Winston is a villain. As I mentioned earlier, the guy that that Black Widow meets up with and buys materials off and planes and cranes and fucking automobiles and helicopters throughout the whole fucking movie she meets this guy who sorts her out he's like a fixer he is a bit of a wimp and a bit of a soy new male that's that's true but he, his character is meant to be caring because he often confronts her about being lonely i mean a lot of what he says to her is like she says you're a good friend and he goes friends aren't people you pay you need some real friends. You know, he kind of has this attitude. So while he may appear weak, he actually has a strength to him because he cares about her. He cares about her deeply. Now, he might care about her in the fact that he finds her attractive and she knocks him back because she says, you're a good friend. And his line to that is, yes, the line every man likes to hear. You know, so maybe they play him that way. But again, he's not he's not that bad like he's a bit weak but he's doing his job he's a fixer i mean that's what he does he's not a fighter he is able to procure things for people on the run for criminals for ex-military people like that's what his job is and then the other argument is red guardian now i really liked the character of the red guardian i thought he was fantastic it's uh harbor uh what well, i can't remember his first david harbor from stranger things i like him in stranger things too and he is the Red Guardian. He is their father, and we'll get. I won't get into if they're actually biological or not because that's all in the film. If you want to fucking see it, you'll find out who's who's who. And he, I think he's done really well. He is like this prideful Russian Captain America style thing, and he's kind of self-absolved because he used to be this big celebrity on a pedestal. Now he's in prison, and in the prison he's busting heads, he's fucking people up, breaking arms. You know, arm wrestling people, getting this back tattoo done. And, like, you know, he's kind of like this over-the-top caricature of, like, this, you know, this sort of Russian pride. I am going to fight for the Soviet Union, you know, type character. And you get to see quite a few good action spots out of him. But once they bust him out of prison, he does just become a bit of a joke. Um, the part where they break into the house and they want to kidnap them all. He gets taken down within seconds because they just fill him full of darts and he collapses. And then when he fights the Taskmaster at the end, he gets his ass kicked. And the thing with the Taskmaster, he is still a super soldier. So no matter if the Taskmaster can copy and mirror and mimic him, he is still, when he hits the Taskmaster, he's going to fucking send the Taskmaster flying. I mean, that's just what happens, right? So later on in the film, he is treated as a bit of a joke. But by the end of it, He's still a hero. He still turned his life around. He's no longer just a fucking arrogant cunt. He actually cares about his family, cares about the the two daughters, and even though they only knew each other for like three or four years or something, he, he still cares about them. He wants to do right by them. He wants to do right by his actual pride, his actual justice in what he believes in, and he comes true in the end. And then obviously the villain is, is a man. So... Out of the three male characters in it, there are no stand-up male strong characters in the movie. It's a Black Widow film. What did you expect? It's not Red Guardian's story. It's her story. What did you What did you want from this film? You wanted Captain America to come in and save the fucking day at the end. Is that what you wanted? But it would almost be like we're doing a Superman movie and then people going, I want more Lois. I want her to be the front of the movie. I actually want lois lane 
to save the day. I want Lois Lane to uh, come in and be stronger and smarter and, and better than Superman. It's not going to fucking happen. Again, people are looking for wokeness where it doesn't exist. Are the men kind of weak in the film? Do they have to be fucking strong in this movie? It's a, it's a movie about female superhero and her sister. That's the journey of it. So there's a lot of this criticism. Now, what I liked about the film and what I thought were the best parts, I've done the bad parts of the movie, what I thought were the best parts of the film were the sister. She was hands down the best character in the fucking movie. I've seen a lot of criticism towards her. Uh, Florence Pugh, I think, is the actress. A lot of people have been attacking her online due to her relationship with Zach Braff because she is 25, 26, and Zach Braff is 47. And people are saying this is like sick and that he should know better and that she should fucking not, she should date someone her own age. That has nothing to do with this fucking film. You are just fucking cunts on the internet screeching at a fucking actress because of who she fell in love with. Fuck off. Fuck off. Her relationship with Zach Braff has nothing to do with you. The age gap has nothing to do with you. They are celebrities who live in very, very small circles because they cannot trust the everyday fucking person not to try and get their money. So they date other celebrities and it's a small pool of people. So her character, I've remembered the fucking name now, it's Yelena and Yelena Belova or something like that. And she is hands down the best fucking thing in the entire film without fail she's funny she's she plays the character with some real conviction with some real attitude towards it she puts scarlett johansson to shame in fact scarlett johansson's the fucking boring one of the two you know and that should never happen if if scarlett johansson's standing next to another woman you should never be looking at anyone else than her right but you are in this film because she has so much charisma that she's fantastic she's the one getting the laughs out of people and the dad um Red Guardians getting laughs out of people too. She brings up the Crimson Dynamo, which was his original comic book name. And he goes, no, it's the Red Guardian. You know, and she brings that up. She's got she's got these quips in the movie about how uh, she I've seen you in the Avengers. And when you do the superhero land and you whip your hair around, she was like, what is all that about? You're a poser. That's not fighting. That's posing. She, she has these lines like that. Then later in the movie, she drops out of the ceiling and she lands in that way and then flicks her hair and then goes, oh, disgusting. Like, because she's fucking, like, she's done it. She's tested it out and she's gone, oh, why would you do that? That's just... And it, it, they're funny little lines. And the character's funny all the way throughout the movie. Easily hands down the best thing in it. But again, I'm seeing people attack her. Oh, it's too woke. Oh, it's if she's a tiny woman and she's doing backflips and she's doing... Look, this is a fucking franchise where an alien destroyed half the fucking universe where a big green bloke smashes through walls you know like you're moaning that a woman can do a backflip and land or that she survived a big fall from a building um without breaking a leg or something it's a fucking it's a fucking superhero film i don't know what you're complaining about i would say if you want to see this film go and see it for her because she's fucking excellent in it and i think she's going to be a big star now this movie also ties into Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I wasn't expecting. And I was shocked, a little little shocked about it that that, that this would tie in. So the end credit scene features uh, Valentina de Fontaine from Falcon and Winter Soldier. If you remember in Falcon and Winter Soldier that she recruits Walker, the new Captain America, and he becomes the US agent. Now, in the end credits for Black Widow, she's 
recruited the sister she's got a new target for her to go after and it happens to be hawkeye because she is saying hawkeye is responsible for the death of black widow we know that this sacrificial choice was not his fault we know that what happened with the soul stone was not his fault she doesn't so they're already setting up stuff and i'm actually intrigued as to what they're setting up looking at the next phase of marvel stuff eternals and things like that i do not give a shit i think they've jumped the shark a little bit i think that they should be focusing on trying to get the fucking x-men in the mcu rather than the bloody eternals and I think they are having real issues with actually keeping fans interested in what they are doing. However, US Agent and the new Black Widow teaming up, I like that. I like the way that sounds. He was my favourite part of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and she is my favourite part of the Black Widow film. They, The characters, I can already see in my mind that their characters are going to have some great moments together he's kind of this like kind of off the wall patriot uh with a bit of swagger to him she's this kind of cocky funny badass right that i can see a good connection there with those two working together and if it goes down that road i'll be fucking super happy super happy with that now some of the wind is taken out the sails of this movie due to it being set after civil war we know black widow is going to die later so all this family reunion stuff, all this getting to know the sister stuff they do is dampened by the fact that this character ultimately is going to die. And there is nothing you can do to get around that. No amount of retconning, no amount of changing things is going to take that, is going to put the wind back in the sails of this movie. Now, if this movie hadn't been cancelled three or four bloody times and changed and pushed about the schedule and did come out after Civil War then we wouldn't have a problem. We would have zero problem at all. This should have come out in the chronological order that it's meant to be watched. Now, if you have never watched a Marvel film and you follow an actual timeline guide of where the movies are set and where, and watch order, it's going to be even better for you. But then the end credits are kind of, kind of spoil the fact that she dies. So is is in this weird position where it would get a higher rating and score from people if... It came out when it was meant to, but unfortunately it's come out where it has. You've got to take that into account, and I am now ready to give this movie a rating in the Marvel sphere of MCU movies. I, I wouldn't rate MCU movies up against Gone with the Wind, you know? I think they're a separate entity. So in MCU movies, if you've got the best one for me being uh, The Winter Soldier. That's that's a good 9.5 out of 10. This is a 7.5. So I give it a 7.5 out of 10. In scale with Marvel movies, I think this was better than Ant-Man. I think this was better than Iron Man 2 and 3. I think this is better than the Thor films other than Ragnarok. I think this is better than Captain Marvel. I think this is better than Black Panther. I actually think this is a pretty good Marvel outing. I don't get the wokeness fuss that is going on because it's pretty much non-existent it's one line and a couple of weak males but i mean fuck me as i said this is a movie about women superheroes and it's a focused on the women superheroes the guys are just there as supplemental characters and basically that's it i mean that's that's my review of it i haven't got much more to say 
I hope people go out and watch this film and turn the political blinkers off because people are looking way too much into it and people that I admire are doing it. People that I like are doing it. People whose podcasts I listen to, people whose YouTube uh, videos I watch are doing it and I just don't think it's warranted. I don't think this film is as bad as people are saying it is and that's that's me done that's me done uh for this week thanks for listening to this little mini episode i know it's just me but as i said i've been on holiday i've had a nice break i wanted to just get this one out so sorry for the quality of this it is just me talking on my own the other guys aren't here i hope you enjoyed it uh we will be back as i said we've got an mcu episode i don't know if that's going to be the next one or not or mass effect that might be the next one so they're the two i've got planned one is just about the future of the mcu about eternals about the marvels about the new spider-man might have all the spider-men in it or not we don't know about madness uh multiverse of madness with dr strange about the tv shows and where they're leading about the proposed fantastic four film and a few other little things what if all that stuff all that's on the way we're going to do some episodes on that just basically our opinions on can marvel come back can the mcu come back or has it now been diluted and polluted and is it going to fucking suck? Anyway, thanks for listening to this. Uh, before I go, please make sure you follow all our social media. I have been banned so many times now on Facebook for things that I shouldn't be banned on. Throttled so many times on Facebook. And the majority of the listeners are on the Facebook page. I know this because I know how many listeners we get. And our Twitter and Instagram are so far behind that they look minuscule and I'm trying to book guests, I'm trying to get people on and they see that we've only got 500 Twitter followers, they don't see the 10,000 on the Facebook page and they go, you're small and we, I, I'm not dealing with small fry, right? And it's like, we're not small fry, it's just that everyone is on Facebook, that is our primary platform, come on man, let's, let's fucking sort this out. So it would be great if our listeners could follow us on Twitter at underscore this guy's sick and on Instagram at this guy's sick and if you could do that will be i will be eternally grateful if you want to help us move forward with what we, we the plans we've got going on the stuff we want to do in the future we do have a patreon i've got about five things i need to post on the patreon that i wanted to do before i went away haven't had time to so there's going to be a new two new episodes going up on the patreon that are patreon exclusive which are my final fantasy 2 music review and my final fantasy 3 music review so i've got a couple of things coming out to go straight on the patreon so you if you want to be involved in the patreon you can sign up for as little as one dollar anyway thanks for listening i hope you guys have had a great summer so far i hope it continues and i hope you have a great time peace Oh, 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 oh,